0: Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So
1: here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, this is Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News. First, before we get going with this podcast that I'm so excited to bring you today, I just want to say that i'm thinking of you all during this covid 19 pandemic i love you guys so much and i appreciate you guys showing up for this podcast every single week i do truly believe that staying positive and finding some good news right now is more important than ever and remember that has always been my mission for this podcast since we launched it back in 2018. today's episode is so important and so personal to me i hope you will learn a lot from today's episode and I also hope that it will inspire you as we all navigate our new normal. My special guest today is a serial entrepreneur. She is a forward-thinking, incredible businesswoman who is the undisputed leader of the clean beauty movement. Seven years ago, she started Beauty Counter, and she makes me so proud every single day to work alongside her at Beauty Counter. Our founder and CEO, Greg Renfrew, is with me now from her home in Los Angeles. Welcome to the podcast. Greg, how are you? How are you doing today? Nina, thank you for having me. It's such an
0: honor to be here. Um, I'm doing well, actually. I feel like I've sort of settled into this new uh, new life that I have, working from home and living in my home, and I'm doing okay. So thank you for having me.
1: Good. And how is your family doing? How are, How is Mark, and how are the three kids? How is that going for you?
0: You know, I, I've said this a few times recently. I think for us, we feel that we've really stolen a moment with our family. My oldest daughter, has, as you know, has gone to boarding school this past year, and My two younger ones had really been missing her. And so to actually have a period of time during which I'm not traveling, which is usually constant, and Mark is home and the three kids are home, we've actually found it to be really, really enjoyable. I mean, you know, we've been able, we're lucky because we're not out on the front lines. We're not having to leave our home except for to get groceries. And I think that uh, having that moment that we thought we'd never have with our children has been an incredibly special thing for us.
1: Yeah, I think we're all finding our silver linings and all of this so I think that's great that you're you're enjoying your time together as a family because it is really special we never have family dinner together and now we have it every single night so it's kind of different but um, I'm loving it too in that in that nice special regard so tell us how is beauty counter doing right now during this crazy time that we're in how are we doing as a company
0: I think that, look, I think all companies have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. I think that, and like you, I am very um, cognizant of the struggles that people are having, you know, um, emotionally, financially, with their health. I think it's, you know, it's a very scary moment of time. So, you know, I'm very, very sensitive to all that's going on out there. I, I think for us as, as a company, I think that we're in both a fortunate position in that we have a business model that affords us the opportunity to reach our clients through multiple channels, the largest of which is through a network of independent consultants, as you know, now 50,000 strong. And what's been really wonderful for me during this one, this period of time is the, the fact that we've been able to create many thousands of jobs upon our platform that people have been able to build an independent business with us in a moment where they've really needed to replace income because of the furloughs that have happened or people being made redundant. I think it's now up to 20 million people who have lost their jobs in the United States. So I think we're we're fortunate in that we have a business model that still affords us to reach consumers and to um, create business opportunities, as well as the fact that, you know, beauty counter from day one has been focused solely on one thing, which is to, to help support the health and safety of families across North America. That's the whole reason I started the company. And so when I think about the products we sell, which are safer and highly consumable products, and you marry that to a business model that allows economic opportunities and in time of need, I think we're doing okay by comparison to many. And I feel fortunate for that.
1: So tell us, what are people buying right now in this current environment? I would imagine that you know, things like eyeshadow aren't as popular as maybe shampoo might be right now. What is selling well?
0: I think what's selling really well are, well, I think there are a couple of our tried and true favorites that people are buying consistently are Dew Skin, which is our tinted moisturizer with SPF. You know, we all still care about how we look like on Zoom to some extent. So I think if you think about waist up, people are very focused on, they're still buying lip, they're still buying brow, um, and then they're buying the consumable essential things for their body and, and their skin. You know, I think I've been uh, fortunate to be part of a, of a much larger group of beauty founders and CEOs who've been talking once a week, every Tuesday morning, we meet for an hour. And I'd say that skincare sales are holding pretty steady in the United States right now, as are things like tear point shampoo, body wash, conditioner, lotion, sunscreen. I think where people, if they're, if they're needing to prioritize their spend because they have less to spend, they're spending the money on those things as opposed to maybe a, you know a, a, an eyeshadow or something that feels like a little bit more fashion-y, it, it's more about what I need that's essential right now.
1: Yeah, I think for me, just having my skincare be something that's normal for me feels good. Like that's something that I can rely on, and it makes me feel good every morning when I put it on. And it's something that changed. So that's the one thing in my life that hasn't changed. Everything else has, but love my my skincare and so lucky for that. So what would you say, how is it, what is, what is different about being a CEO right now in our new normal? Explain what's so different about it.
0: Well, that's a really good question. I, I mean, I think that I can't speak for what it's like, uh, I can't speak to what it's like for other companies and for other CEOs. I, I think for myself what I'm finding is that it is both incredibly challenging and also there are great opportunities to be had. And I think the the opportunities for me right now are to really reach out and to focus on my people. And I think that, you know, I always say this, but it's true. I I think that it doesn't really matter what business you're in. You're only in one business and that's the business of people. And so as a CEO, I have been really trying to focus on, on the people, the people of our, on our corporate team, our independent consultants throughout North America. I've had literally probably direct conversations with well over 4,000 people now over the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm really focusing on communication and being extremely communicative both on the corporate level with our investors, with our partners up and down our supply chain, as well as our independent consultants. I think now more than ever, as a CEO, you need to be consistently communicating, being open, authentic, honest at all times so that people know what's honestly going on. I think a lot of the people that I've heard from have thanked me for that. I know many other CEOs maybe are are scared to tell the truth or still, to me, I think this is a time where you've got to really lean into your people and have them um, help you you know help help to help them stay the course and support them while having them help you know help hold up their end of the bargain of continuing to move the business forward and i think that's that's what's been different for me and then obviously being now more than ever sort of fiscally you know responsible and conservative i mean really making sure that every dollar spent is has been used wisely and I, mean, I think we've we've moved increasingly in that direction over the last few years it it arguably wasn't my strong suit, but I've made it something that is an enormous priority for us as a company right now.
1: Yeah. And I applaud you also for just being super transparent right now. I feel like as a leader, that's something that I really appreciate from you. So thank you for that. How have you been able to pivot as the crisis, you know, when it first started, we didn't really know how bad it was going to be. So as things got worse with the crisis, how have you been able to pivot to adjust?
0: I think that we have you know I think one of the benefits of being a relatively young company and a relatively small company I mean I mean we're we're a very large company by many by certain standards, you know I, but I, but in theory by comparison to large conglomerates, we're still a mid-sized business, so we're not a massive company. Um, I think it affords you the opportunity again in direct conversations with people on the team every day to pivot really quickly. And so I think what we've been able to do in terms of pivoting has been you know, first and foremost is to live in the here and now for a second. I think as a CEO, I'm typically looking to the future, but right now I'm extremely present. And so I'm looking at, I've been doing what I'm kind of calling a listening tour, which is talking directly to our consultants, our clients, our supply chain partners, and our corporate associates to really understand like, what do we need to do to be successful right now, while we're still looking at where we need to go in the next couple of months, because this is a period of time during which things are going to be crazy. But will be an end to this and we will go back to life maybe not as it was exactly but we will return to to you know the existence that we enjoyed before and i think that we need to be anticipating what's going to be different there as well as so for example like we've tried to make our business opportunity extremely accessible you know i feel that we are here to serve so we've been able to you know change the way that we create kits for people to get their businesses started really focusing on sampling when people are not really wanting to touch product or, you know, share products, you know, being able to, to adjust our conversations through email and text and other things to adapt to the times and obviously focusing really closely on supply chain to make sure we can be a very consistent, stable business for both our clients and our consultants right now. So I think we've been able to talk quickly, move quickly. And, um, and again, when you work direct to consumer and you work direct to, with independent consultants, you, you learn a lot very quickly. So it allows you the opportunity to make decisions um, in real time as opposed to analyzing data for months and then pivoting. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. So as you weren't talking about the unemployment numbers and as they unfortunately they're they're uh, rising each week, which is really hard to watch when I watch the news it it it's slightly depressing. But so with all that being said, how are you presenting our business opportunity right now without sounding tone deaf without people saying like, join us, join us, come over here. So how do you sort of walk that fine line of presenting the business opportunity and letting people know that we are hiring, that we do have a unique opportunity. We do have a way for people to make some income right now that might be really needed and might might be really important for a person or a family.
0: You know, I've always been so incredibly proud of the way in which we we sell our products. You know, yes, we have some great stores in New York and Denver and you know, soon to be Los Angeles, and yes, we have our beautycounter.com platform, but we made a conscious decision to sell through people for a reason. We really wanted to one, allow women and men to educate, to be advocates for cosmetic reform, because that's much needed in our country and in Canada. And then, and then we really wanted to use commerce as an engine for change and to create businesses and to, to really sort of create a movement through people. And so I think now more than ever, I, I feel very proud of our business model. And I'm very proud of the fact that we've been able to create, you know, last month, almost 4,000 opportunities for people on our platform. It is a job like any other. And as you know, it's not easy work. You have to do work. It's not like someone can just replace their income from joining say, I'm going to join Beauty Counter to become an independent consultant all of a sudden I'm going to making $4,000 a month. That said, you know, what I've been doing is in my personal life as the founder is reaching out to all of the people that I know may have been furloughed or may have lost their jobs. So I've reached out to the person that cuts my hair, I've reached out to my friends who are, you know, personal trainers, my friend who's a chiropractor, anyone who works in the restaurant or hospitality industry, all of my friends in retail. And I've said, look, you know, this may or may not have been interesting to you previously, but I, I couldn't I feel a responsibility to share this opportunity with you right now because I do. I feel like it's it's a responsibility to say, look, there is this this opportunity. This is what you would need to do to join. We are doing starter kits right now for a hundred dollars, and let me show you how to immediately replace that hundred dollars by selling, a few, you know, a few products. And this may be a short-term thing for you to help make ends meet, or it may turn into something longer for you. But if this is, if if at this moment in time that's of interest to you, I would be so happy to talk to you about this because I, I just am here to help. I, I just don't, I don't feel worried about it. I don't think it's being tone deaf. I think that people are hurting right now. First of all, every single one of us, every single person in this country has been hit. It has been negatively impacted by what's going on in the world from a financial standpoint. And so many families are now struggling in ways that they weren't just three months ago. And so for us, you know, to be able to provide someone with the opportunity to earn an income from the safety of their home with a product that people are continuing to consume that has been focused on health and safety from day one, to me, it is both an opportunity and a responsibility to share that. And I don't feel tone depth at all. I think it's, I feel like I'm a helper. I feel like I'm serving communities and friends by offering it to them. They don't have to do it, but at least they know that's an option available to them.
1: Yeah. I think that's great. It's so important. And I do think it's, it's like our duty, right. To put it out there and let them make that decision. What about college kids, Greg? Um, I know, you know, you were talking about your daughter being home from boarding school and I have some friends that are in the same boat. All the boarding school kids are home. All the college kids are home. So what do you say, I know you have to be 18 to join our company, but what do you say to those out there that might be home from college boarding school and they're 18 and they're looking for something? What do you think about them being part of our brand right now? Well, you know, we've always
0: wanted to bring in this younger demographic and we have that Facebook group called Counter Voices and that has been really targeted to the college and early, very early 20s crowd. And we've recently launched, as you may know, Counter Start, which was intended to be a line that was in a far more accessible price point that also um, uh, was really geared to, to a younger customer who maybe just has like a two-step process, you know, I think that, you um, you know, younger people may just want to cleanse and moisturize and that's kind of all they want to do and that's fine. And so I've said to my friends who are home, uh, who have kids who are home from college or some of my cousins who are, in, you know, in college, who are like, I mean, I, you know, if you think about it this way, uh, If I were in college right now and I was having a great time out partying with my friends and like feeling completely independent and like dating my boyfriend, like life is good, right? And especially in the springtime and then all of a sudden it's like, just kidding, you're going to be home and you're going to be stuck back in your parents' home with your parents and your whole family 24 by seven. I've said to them, like, here's a way for you to make some money, get out of the house when you can't leave, be part of something that is going to be interesting to you that's focused on environmental health and physical health and a product that is going to be perfect suited to your needs at a price point that's that's you know far more accessible like to me i've talked to every college kid i know to say you should be all over this selling counter start and building a business with beauty counter right now i also think that so many of these college internships are not going to go forward this summer and so they're going to need to find ways to replace income and they're so they're already so digitally native and they're so focused on their social channels that it's such a layup for them to do this and it gives them something to do outside of the house when they're stuck inside which I promise you 99% of them are not happy about.
1: No, Greg, why do you think right now it's more important than ever to be using clean, safe, and healthy products? I feel like right now it's, you know, we're all using hand sanitizer. We're wiping down our groceries. It's, I feel like it's getting more into our daily lives, this whole concept of clean living. So why do you think for us, it's been so, great that this is what our company was founded on, that you started it with that as a foundation. So how do you think those are going to be sort of coming together now in this new environment?
0: I do think that, you know, when I started BB Counter or even back, you know, in late 2010, early 2011, when I started concepting it, you know, I was the one out there like, I mean, I mean, look, I couldn't have anticipated this and this is, this is a different situation, but I have been saying for many, many years that I genuinely believe that our health is our greatest asset and that whatever we can do while still living a normal life to protect our health and that of our family and our friends is critically important. And so, you know, I do believe that there is, and it's been proven over, you know, many decades of research that there's a direct correlation between our exposure to toxic chemicals and our health. And I do think this is a moment in time where people are very focused on their personal health and their health of their family. They're trying to keep people safe. And I think that, you know, taking care of yourself, which is inclusive of getting sleep and drinking water and getting exercise and eating healthy, clean foods to the best of your abilities. Although I have to say I've eaten more cookies, pasta and bread over the last five weeks than I have in years. Um, but carve
1: loading, carve loading.
0: And believe me, my, 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 my waist is feeling it. But I do think that there's that all of that is, is important. And so as you're, as you're thinking about your products and you think about your skin as your largest organ, I would be including that as part of taking care of myself and, you know, whether taking care of yourself is getting a, you know, a, a sugar bath scrub and, and taking a bath for 10 minutes and just having, you know, some deep breathing and relaxing, or it's taking toxic chemicals off of your body when your body is always having to be primed to, to fight off, you know, illness. It's, it's just, it's just really it's a time where people are going to be focused on it. And I think clean beauty was, was growing at a staggering rate. And I think now more than ever, it's going to be the forefront of people's minds.
1: What do you think would you say has been the biggest challenge for you um, navigating these, this pandemic as a CEO, what's been the biggest challenge? Is it the supply chain? Is it, are you just worried about your employees and the, you know, leading 50,000 plus employees right now and handling that pressure or what do you think is the biggest challenge right now for you? Yeah, no, I
0: think that. Yeah, I think it, I think the hardest thing for me has been. Um, I think it's been incredibly stressful for me. Just being completely candid, I think that when. When this pandemic really hit, you know, we had to make some tough decisions really early on. We pivoted. You know, we ended up canceling our annual conference in San Francisco well in advance of other companies really taking it seriously, and that was the beginning of having to make some very difficult decisions. And then having to like immediately pivot and create a whole virtual thing in like one week, which I, which is it's staggering to me the way in which we, we actually pulled it off as a team. And I take zero credit for it because honestly, it wasn't myself doing it. Um, but they did a tremendous job. And I think that since then, I think when this all hit, it, you know, I think to be I mean, brutally honest, like, I think I was depressed, like, in the beginning, because I thought, well, wow, we've worked so hard to achieve the success that we've, that we've achieved over the last couple of, um, you know, five, six, seven years, we've been working so hard, and then to kind of feel like you're going backwards, um, no fault of your own is frustrating. But then once I kind of got over myself, and I was like, look, you know, this is a moment in time, this will pass, and you have a responsibility to, to really rally your troops and to support them, I just went into sort of focus mode on like my job right now is to support and to lead and people need me now more than ever to be that that beacon of hope life and st- light and stability for them and so so it was hard once but once I sort of picked myself off of the pillow and got over my own personal challenges with it I think that I just have kind of got into a mode I, I do think that I've been very um, consistent with my routine I've been empowering my family to help me um, you know, I've really asked my, my kids to step up with the cleaning and the cooking and we were all in it together. I mean, I, I might have a slightly different home than someone or whatever. I might have slightly older kids, but I have three kids and a husband at home and we're all in the same house and two dogs trying to manage this and run the company. And I think that it's been hard, but I do think that if you just focus on what's important to you and you create schedules and you ask everyone around you to step up. You know and, and give yourself a little grace, like you can do this right now, and I think I've been able to do it i hope I hope pretty well um and 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 for sure, the thing I worry most about is the people, because, as I said earlier, I'm in the business of people, and I care deeply and feel very responsible for all the families that are depending on us to be reliable right now.
1: yeah, that's great. I really appreciate that. What do you see life after Corona looking like as an entrepreneur what do you what do you see? I mean, I know we don't have a crystal ball, but do you ever sit around and think like, what is it going to be like after we're after we're on the other side of this? What's it going to be like for you as an entrepreneur and just entrepreneurs in general?
0: I mean, I think that there's, look, I think first of all, I think that this has opened up so many doors and so much, um, I feel like, you know, building networks of friendships and camaraderie amongst, you know, industry leaders and other entrepreneurs in ways that, I, you know, I haven't, you know, often seen before, I mean, being on a call with like 46 companies, all in the beauty industry, sharing openly what's working and not working and sharing openly you know, raw material suppliers and, you know, contract manufacturers and fulfillment. I mean, our industry has been built on secrets and I think that having those friendships and associations is, is going to be really important. I also sit on one with a bunch of direct to consumer brands and I have a call this afternoon with the, you know, the, the Warby Parker's and the Everlands and the Allbirds and the stance socks and lucky jeans and all these other. Uh, so I that's been really amazing for me. And I think that those relationships will continue onwards. I think as an entrepreneur, you're always looking at the here and now, but you are always looking at where the innovation opportunities are. And I think that we are I am already all over that in my mind. I do think that as a company, we're going to be more digitally focused than we used to be. I think it's proven to me that travel physical travel will be less important for business that you can be incredibly intimately involved with your clients and your consultants for us consultants, but for others clients through the digital medium through zoom and through Facebook live and through these things in ways that you, that people really weren't fully embracing before. And I think you're going to see, increasingly that direct to consumer is the way of the future and that, that these intermediaries and stores and things are gonna be even less important than they already were. I think it's gonna be a really challenging time for for retailers. And so I think it's gonna give a lot of opportunity to um, entrepreneurs to build really meaty, emotionally connected relationships with their with their clients.
1: I know my husband said to me the other the other night when we were going to bed, he said if this taught us anything is that having a digital platform is just the only way to go. So kudos to you for, for having all of us being able to sell, even though the stores are closed. So let's talk a little bit about our retail stores and what you see the future with our retail stores. And how does that look for you after this is all over?
0: You know, I think we're going to continue to roll out retail because I think that we have seen great success where we, we were already working on sort of the 2.0 version of our stores, and I think that the newer version of our stores will be more digitally interactive and will also be more community-based, especially as we've seen many of our consultants and clients want to interact within our stores. The stores that we're contemplating for the future are going to include spaces for people to be able to work and consult, and and, and I, I think that's going to be an important thing. We always. We always we we really built our stores for a couple of reasons. One was to increase brand awareness, to be able to have a place to showcase our brand that was in a physical um, environment. It was it was to support our independent consultants to give them a place to bring clients and to to host events. And it was it was a place for us to acquire new co- you know clients into the into the brand. And I think that I think that it's just going to be different. I think retail will be different. I think again sampling will be different. I think digital will be will will play a, a, an increasingly a necessary role in 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 retail. But I do think we will continue to, I don't think physical spaces are going away. I think that people will still interact in the physical world after this pandemic is, is behind us, but I think it will look different. And I think people need to be anticipating those changes.
1: So Greg, we have a lot of women listeners, a lot of moms out there. Um, and like me, I need your advice. So if we could have some of your practical advice about how are you dividing things up right now in the home front? You're working from home, Mark's working from home, the three kids are all homeschooling, doing virtual learning online. So how are you guys dividing things up? Give us some practical tips because I feel like you always share some really good advice with us.
0: Well, you know, I've said this, I've said this, so putting this whole pandemic aside for a second, I think that one of the things that we don't always do particularly well as women is asking for help. Uh, And specifically, we might ask our girlfriends for help or our coworkers for help, but when it comes to the home front, we tend to not ask or, or demand help and we oftentimes then criticize the help that has been given to us and we are can be controlling. I think that's a fair statement for many women. Some some people would disagree, but I, I'm going to argue that the majority of my friends want it done and they want it done their way. Uh, I got over that very quickly in this, this moment in time because I have a lot of work to get done. I have three kids that I love. They've got work to do, to do and so I'm not... I'm not so precious about how a bed was made or whether the table was set the way in which I wanted to be set or that the food tastes exactly as I wanted to. So I have we have created schedules. We are we are trading off. So if you were on table setting duty and Cooking, Then the other half of the family is doing all the cleaning up and putting things away. I've asked my kids to step up. I've taught my son and I know he's 12 and probably I should have taught him a long time ago, but how to make his own pasta, how to make his own salad, how to make his own thing. He already knew how to make his bed. He already knew how to do this, but you know, we've already taught our kids really how to really, you know, really fold the laundry, really do the laundry. Again, they've thrown stuff into the laundry before. So if I were out there, whether you have younger kids or older, um, I would be really asking everyone to step up You'd be surprised much they can meet your expectations and how, yeah, how proud they are that they've actually done it themselves. And that that also goes with spouses and partners, like say, look, we're in this together. Um, One of my associates told me something that I thought was, was helpful. She and her husband have two very small children. so homeschooling is challenging for them. For me, my kids are a little bit older admittedly, so they can be relatively self-sufficient during the day for schooling, but so they're doing time blocking. So she's on in the morning, um, he's on in the afternoon, and then they give that way they can give their work, the undivided attention it needs for a few hours while the other one is giving the children the undivided attention. And I think that's been really helpful. Um, And we've also, as a family, um, and I I did it as a family and then rolled it up for our company, but have said sort of no Zoom calls from the hours of 1130 to one so that people can make lunch, you can connect, and then you can kind of say, what we're gonna do this afternoon. And then let them go out and do their, their stuff. Um, and, and I think also, you know, my friend was beating herself up because she let her child, you know, be on an iPad And I was like, you know, you gotta like let it go a little bit. So if you're for me, my son's enjoying Fortnite. I mean, he can't physically see any of his friends. He's getting as much exercise as he can without being able to go anywhere and play sports. He has doing that like virtually with his lacrosse team, like they're they're finding a way to do it on Zoom. But it's obviously not the same. And I would say stop sweating small stuff keep a routine, empower the people around you Say do time blocks, hold, you know, don't be too precious. And, uh, you can do it all. If I can do this all right now, everyone else can do it all as well.
1: I like your zoom boundaries too, because some days I feel like I'm on zoom and same with my husband. Next thing you know, he's like, Oh my God, it's eight o'clock. And I just got done with a zoom day. So yeah, it's good to have some zoom boundaries. Like you said, I like that. And how do you, what are some quick tips about how to look presentable on these zoom calls or you know if you're doing if you're doing some social yeah. media things yeah. is it just like put on a good lipstick and make no, sure make sure you're dressed every day
0: um by the way the other thing that i am unapologetic about so for people who are trying to do the dishes do the laundry make the food and work a job and homeschool also like if you're on a zoom call with like for in the beauty kind of world i'm like I don't care if you're folding your laundry and talking to me or doing the dishes and talking to me or cooking dinner, like you can do both simultaneously. That's one of the nice things about the digital world is that you can do them both. And so I don't think you have to separate them. Um, in terms of looking good, I mean, God, I don't know. You know, it's so funny because I did this Facebook Live the other day and I actually thought I looked pretty cute going into it. And then I saw it and the way that my sleeves were puffed up in the back. I was like, oh my gosh, I look, I look well, I didn't say I just didn't look very good. Um, I do think that actually brighter colors really work well. Um, so just if you think about it, you know, Zina, because you came from TV. I, if I'm doing something that deemed to be like a more important Zoom call, I've been wearing, you know, reds and brighter pinks and brighter greens and brighter blues. Solids do always look better. And I think in terms of the lip, even when I think I've got a bright lip on, it doesn't really show up as much. So I think a bolder lip, do your eyebrows, you know, put a little bit of mascara on and your your tinted moisturizer and I think you're good to go. Um, You know, my hair is gonna look horrible from the day that this whole thing starts until the day it's over. So I, I just can't even look at it like it just looks so bad and I'm like, I've tried blowing it dry a thousand times. Like it's just not, it's not working for me. So I think you also have to, you just have to sort of get over it a little bit too, you know, but I do, I do get up, I do shower, I do wash my hair, blow it out. Um, and put a you know, a, a little bit of makeup on every day. And it makes me feel like a little bit more human. Like, I don't think you have to completely let yourself go on zoom or just even if you're just in the confines of your home, it's okay to feel good about yourself.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I love that. And i I've, I've been wearing lipstick every day just to make myself feel a little bit better. So Greg, I have to ask you because we were supposed to be in Washington, DC in about, I don't know, 10 days from now, I think it was, I've lost track, but, um, why are you so passionate about advocating in Washington, D.C. for clean beauty and a safer future for all of us? Why are you so passionate about that?
0: Because I, you know, I started Beauty Counter because I watched so many people I love get sick. They were either struggling with fertility, they were giving birth to kids with significant health issues, or they themselves were battling different, you know, autoimmune diseases, different types of cancer um, in, in in early stages, you know, like, I mean, early stages in that they, they were young, you know, they were in their 30s and 20s and early 40s. And so for me, it's always been about love, my love for life and my love for the people that I, I care about deeply in the world. And so, you know, Beauty Counter has created this, you know, movement, and I'm very proud of the movement we've created for better beauty, for cleaner beauty, for safer ingredients. But that said, until in the absence of cosmetic reform, until the until the FDA is actually able to screen ingredients for safety, recall products that are known to cause harm to health, um, all Americans are being unnecessarily subjected to toxic chemical exposure every single day, and. So to me it 's time for change it 's been, it's been eighty two years since we 've updated a major federal law regulating the cosmetics industry and since then many many, many tens of thousands of ingredients have been introduced chemicals that have never been tested for safety on human health and it 's time for change and Washington needs to take action it can 't be left just to the states and and so you know I want to make sure that every single person and i think it 's their right as a citizen of this country to have safe products and to have the FDA protecting them full stop. So I'm going to advocate for this forever because I think it's really, really important.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I'm looking forward to that trip whenever it happens, when this yep. is all over, we're going to go and kick some butt in, in on Capitol Hill. And really, as we say, give them, give them lip and hear, let them hear us roar. So Greg, this is sort of a, um, a good news note to end on, but when this is all over, when we get to the other side of this, what is the very first thing you plan to do once quarantine life is over?
0: I'm Get a blowout. <laughs> Start my hair. Um, I was like, if I could just get someone to blow my hair dry, it looks like I cut. little cut and a blowout would be great i think i'm gonna do that and then i'm gonna like go get like some food that i can't eat right now i think i'm going nuts eating the same things over and over and over again so um i don't know i'm gonna go give my mom a hug she's been by herself for the past you know four weeks and i can't see her uh and i don't want to see her because i don't want to do anything to cause harm to her health and even though i think i'm totally healthy like i just don't want to do anything so I don't know. Um, I think that life will feel sweeter on the other end of it. I think we're all going to be so much more appreciative of, of a sunset, of a hug, of a, of a manicure, of a delicious you know, sandwich or salad that you haven't been able to have. And I think we're going to, and also I do think, um, I will say one other thing that I think has been such a silver lining in this, in this moment of sadness and fear and uncertainty is we've given mother earth a breather and man, did she need it. And if you look at the air quality over China, if you look at the fact that there are dolphins swimming in the Venice canals in Los Angeles for the first time in 40 years, our carbon footprint has decreased dramatically. And I just hope we, we remember that this is important for, for the earth as well, and that, that we all, you know, come out of this enjoying what nature has to provide for us. And, and uh, because I think that's something that maybe we didn't think about as much, and maybe, maybe nature is, is gonna be more important to us on the other end of this as well
1: yeah i love that that is very good news silver lining and i also want to give a shout out to your mom she's amazing she's just she's such a supporter and um we're all thinking of her i know she's gonna be listening to this and she's awesome just like my mom they're both alone so um i know we both are worried about our moms but if you're out there and you have a mom who's alone or a parent who's alone give them a call i know i've been facetiming my mom a lot so that's been good with the kids But Greg, thanks so much. How can people find you on Instagram so they can follow along with you?
0: just greg renfrew g-r-e-g-g-r-e-n-f-r-e-w difficult name to say and to spell and don't even ask you know thanks mom for the name um but anyway it was mom. your
1: middle name It's your middle name greg with two g's yeah, but i've been stuck with it since the
0: day i was born so uh greg with two g's on uh renfrew and obviously on bb counter and and now for those of our independent consultants you know we now have our new leaders in clean instagram handle which is really talking so much specifically about our business opportunity and all of the great successes and failures of that. So that's been fun as well.
1: Yeah. Great. That's awesome, Greg. I know I love following along. So thank you so much. I hope, I hope that, um, I get to see you very soon, hopefully in Washington DC or wherever our next trip is going to be, but thank you so much for everything, Greg, truly from all of us, all of your 50,000 plus consultants who work with you every single day at beauty counter. We just owe you so much gratitude and we all love you so much. So I hope you know that. And, we're all in this together, and I um, just want to thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Nina. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can
0: find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast, And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. X-O-X-L.